Welcome to Speaking Out, a new program exploring the many facets of Aboriginal and Islander music, culture and current affairs. I'm Wayne Coolwell and I'll be presenting the Speaking Out series on ABC Metropolitan and Regional Radio, 6.30pm every Sunday. But now the Week in Review, a roundup of major events from Aboriginal communities this week. I remember the first time that I got involved with Speaking Out and being the inaugural presenter way back in uh, 1990. It was something quite exciting. I'd uh, just got back from Darwin uh, after working up there for a few years, uh, the year before, 1989, and I was involved in the, in the discussions about trying to put a program to air which was for the Indigenous staff members and something unique for ABC Radio. And, uh, of course, that was speaking out, and it came to life in um, early July 1990. The first program went to air, and uh, I was asked to be the uh, first presenter of the show, and it was a real honour and you know, I loved the program and was able to present it for nine years. The program was able to get those stories out to Indigenous communities across Australia in a lot of different ways and, and that's the importance of the program. It was unique in that sense and it, it told a story about arts, uh, culture, music, politics, a whole range of topics for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australia and was a very hard-hitting program at times as well, which was important, remembering, of course, that the 1990s was quite an extraordinary decade for Indigenous politics. Trying to think of a program that sticks in my mind over nine years, which was memorable to me and I think really presented something unique to the audience, is difficult in a lot of ways because... Without sounding pompous or arrogant, I think I was very, very fortunate to be involved in a, a range of wonderful things for the program over all that time, particularly our live music programs that we presented from the ABC studios in Sydney and in Alice Springs a few times. The trips to America, I suppose, stand out in one sense because they were groundbreaking that uh, the program I did the International Year for the World's Indigenous People was 1993 and I was very, very fortunate enough to be um, given the opportunity to travel to the United States in May or June that year and presented three programs from the United States and Canada which got broadcast around the country talking about the Native American issue and the Native Canadian issue and how it relates to Australia and the similarities with a whole range of things. So. I guess if I have to look at all the things that I did in that nine years, that was quite unique and uh, groundbreaking a lot of, in a lot of ways and something special for me as well. Aaron Ross was also involved in the first broadcast and was one of the producers. It was a, a really humbling opportunity, I think. I mean, I was... A baby, really. I must have been about 18 or 19. I remember having my 21st birthday in one of the f one of the offices there at, at Brisbane in Toowong. But, you know, as a young Murray who I think I was still going to uni then, it was a chance to really learn about Aboriginal history and politics and to learn from some of the most learned and, and well-known blackfellas that were around the country. You also worked with another producer, Joel Wright. What was it like being behind the scenes and working with Wayne as the presenter? Both Wayne and Joel were great role models. I mean, both of them had quite extensive careers in, in radio. And it was really interesting to see how... Um, you know, learning really from scratch about how you put programs together, how you mix it up with music and with, 
you know different radio elements that help make a that help keep someone interested in listening to a program from start to finish and you know all of the work that goes into getting together half an hour of radio I mean you do it on sometimes on the smell of an oily rag but the finished product is something that you can be really proud of. What were some of the highlights for you? Um, well, look, I mean, there were lots of significant events that happened in that period. I mean, in Queensland, there was very strong land rights uh, demonstrations against the government at the time. Federally, we had the Keating government in, in power. They were talking about the idea of a national representative body. Then they announced that, you know, this thing called ATSIC would be created you know, Aboriginal deaths in custody. There was very powerful things happening in Aboriginal affairs at the time. So it was very exciting for, you know, for a young fella to be exposed to that stuff and, you know, to help in trying to educate the wider community about what things were important to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Wayne left the ABC, Karen Durante, who was working behind the scenes as a producer, stepped up to take over the reins. Tonight, with the thanks of ATSIC Radio, I'm able to bring you the highlights of the inaugural ANU Reconciliation Lecture. The honour to present the university's first reconciliation lecture was bestowed on an individual who was seen by many as the father of reconciliation. I joined the ABC as a broadcaster trainee in ABC Radio Far North, Cairns, Around the same time that Speaking Out began broadcasting, I was very remember being very excited for both Wayne, Joel and Aaron and the history that they were creating. Where I come from is the Torres Strait and um, we went back to my father's community, which is Hammond, which is a little Catholic mission. So I grew up there and the only radio station we listened to was the ABC. And, of course, all I heard were white voices. And so for me to sort of hear... Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people sharing their stories was something that I was pretty excited about. I mean, the last time I heard blackfellas on radio, at least in my um, home community in the Torres Strait, was um, back at home on Saima, which the ABC had a hand in helping develop. They're now called 4MW. Now, to truly share our stories, uh, you know, we're a diverse mob. They had to be sourced from all over the country. And I was pretty sure that neither Wayne, Joel or Aaron had access to a private jet. So they utilised, you know, what I always thought was the greatest asset of the ABC is its regional and metropolitan network spread right across the country. Um, And I was, you know, as a young trainee based in Cairns, was really keen to help out. Yeah, sure, I'll read the news. Yeah, I'll put together a package about what's happening up in the Cape, uh, you know, on top of doing your regular duties. We we had managers there who were happy to release you to work, you know, to put together material for speaking out. So mine is not a unique story. There are plenty of other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who worked at the ABC who, uh, you know, were willing to help Uh, Joel, Wayne and Aaron put that program to air during its infancy. So when I got to speaking out, it had an established 
presence on the local radio network. It had an audience and it had people committed to it. So I actually, yeah, took speaking out from the eight-year-old to, I guess, early adolescence. And then, you know, I handed it over to Rihanna when it became an adult at the tender age of 18. So I'm glad she took over the reins there. Some of the highlights of working with Speaking Out was obviously working with someone like Wayne. Uh, Wayne mentioned uh, the Stolen Generation and I think one of the most moving stories that Wayne did for me at least was um, we went to Alice Springs Oh no, actually it was, it was Darwin actually and he went with one of the Stolen Generation members and visited all the homes that the you know, children were taken to. So I don't know if you remember that one Wayne, the Bagot community, but that was really moving and the survivors for want of a better term, it actually put up a plaque there. And so, yeah, that was a pretty special moment, you know, to have that little documentary about someone who'd survived being removed from their family and, um, you know, being brought up in an institution. But, you know, the other things too that we also did that I thought were groundbreaking, as some of you may know, there were more than 250 languages spoken on this country before 1788. Some of those languages have been lost, some are being revived. And one of the things that I you know, that Wayne developed and we really ran with was a language series. So we went around the country contacting people, language centres and that sort of thing, and asking people who still spoke their language to share stories. And so what we would do was record their stories in language and then, for the benefit, obviously, of our non-Indigenous audience, would translate it in English for them. And that was so popular that we were asked to repackage it and it got airplay again over summer radio. So that was fantastic. And I think yeah, it's, it's, you know, just living testament that culture is not stagnant. It didn't stop in 1788. It continued um, in all its shapes and forms. Thank you very much for the opportunity, ABC. I enjoyed myself working at Speaking Out. And I want to thank people like Nancy Guevara, Charmaine Scott, uh, Charlie King, Rihanna Patrick, Paulette Whitten, Tracy Strong, uh, Donald Johansson, Daniel Browning, Dennis Martin, Jason Hagen, master control operators and ABC management like Lisa Sweeney, Jan McGraw, Wendy McLeod. Without those people behind you, we would never have been able to keep Speaking Out going. Uh,